Gonzaga Nation, SI continues on with coverage of your favorite team, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Today's guest, someone who uh, will be a frequent contributor to the show. He's been a frequent contributor for uh, since the inception of the site now on the writing side, something that myself and Adam Morrison want no part of. A junior from Shelton, Washington. He's a Gonzaga journalism student, Cole Forsman. Cole, thanks for joining. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, first off, thanks for being a part of this project with Gonzaga Nation SI. You've been tremendous in providing content, having different angles, uh, and then following up on those angles. I, I guess first question I have for you is, have you always had a passion for writing and then writing geared towards basketball and now college basketball? Yeah, I would say my passion for writing kind of started right before I came to Gonzaga. Um, I was really good in essays in high school um, and I loved sports writing. I always did great on those essays. So I would say it developed right before I got here. And then I heard about an opportunity with the school newspaper at Gonzaga and yeah, I, I love writing basketball. It's probably my favorite sport uh, to watch and play. So it just seemed like a good fit with my writing skills, my love for basketball, uh, just to put the two together. So you've been writing for the Gonzaga Bulletin for a while. You're now working uh, alongside us. Um, I would imagine that there are certain journalists that you like to follow on, on, on different platforms um, who might those guys be or, or ladies? And then, uh, you know, what is it maybe about their writing style or the angle maybe that they've taken with Gonzaga that's really kind of uh, kind of reeled you in to follow them? Yeah, I would say um, two Gonzaga Bulletin alums, actually, Jackson Frank, uh, Kendra Andrews. They've both uh, done great work covering their respective teams. Uh, the Warriors with Jackson, or sorry, the Sixers with Jackson and the Warriors with uh, – Kendra. Uh, otherwise, I like a lot of um, uh, Jay Billis. I think he's great. Um, those guys, I feel like they all encapsulate uh, the sport very well. Uh, they, they give a human side uh, to players and coaches and teams that we just kind of don't get to see. And that's who I sort of model myself after. Well, there was a, a tremendous article today on CBSSports.com. Matt Norlander uh, was able to write a, a great piece on Chet Holmgren. Um, at you as a student at Gonzaga, you follow it as a journalist to write articles, but then I'm sure there's also a piece of you that follows it as a fan. Um, when, when you found out a, a, a year or so ago that Chad Holmgren was coming to Gonzaga, what was the excitement level within the student body, uh, about him being the number one recruit in the country? Yeah, I remember that day. Um, we were all very excited. I remember watching his announcement on ESPN and whatnot. Um, and I actually had to write an article for the bulletin right then and there. So there is that balance of being a journalist and a fan and you have to know when to put which aside um, as a student. So it, it was obviously a thrill on campus. It was the talk for pretty much until the fall started and we got to see uh, him in action. So now that you are Working alongside us at Gonzaga Nation SI, you've written a number of tremendous preview game articles, post-game recaps. Um, do you have – what is your preparation like going into uh, 
a matchup. For example, tonight, Gonzaga and Pacific plays. You would have written a pregame story and then a postgame story. What's your typical preparation for each of those look like? And how does a story come together? Yeah, I would say the preview. Well, I guess in both in both terms, you're, you're doing a lot of research beforehand. Um, and I, I, you try to stay away from the stat sheet watching, you know, you, I think it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to find game film, but, um, I try to do a lot of that, uh, watch old highlights of the team from the season, um, as well as look at advanced metrics and whatnot to sort of gauge where they are. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of, there's a lot of preparation that goes into that. The preview, of course, um, seeing how both teams fare, their strengths, their weaknesses. Um, and then when it comes to that post game, you know, you're, you sit there and you watch. And I try to be as diligent as a writer to kind of work along as the game goes. Um, but you have to put that sometimes aside and really look at the game and go, what is actually happening? You know, what are these trends that are coming up here? Uh, it's a balance of the eye test versus the stat sheet. Um, and I think that's, it's a struggle sometimes, um, especially, you know, some games like Texas, you're, you're just fully into it. And sometimes you lose sight of other stuff. Um, other times you can uh, sit there and focus on writing, but yeah, I would say it's, there's a balance there between your previous knowledge of the game versus what, you know, the stats and game film shows. Coming into this season, what was the biggest storyline that that you were excited to follow as a journalist with the team? And then is that still to you the biggest storyline at this point of the year? Yeah, I would say, um, what was the big storyline? I mean, it had to be the incorporation of all these top recruits. Um, This is really a new team last year. I mean, losing out on leaders like Corey Kispert. Uh, Jalen Suggs, even though he's a freshman, he was still, you know, very impactful as a voice in the locker room. So I think it was one storyline I was following was how Drew Timmy was going to evolve his game. Uh, of course, he came back. Was it, you know, on top of being a leader, how was his game on the court going to change? Um, and of course, Chet Holmgren, his size, his frame, his versatility. What was that? How would his game from high school translate here uh, to college against some of the best teams in the country early on. Um, and of course, Hunter Salas fitting in with the team. So I think together, all that together was how is this team going to gel coming off of a national championship experience with a whole new roster essentially, and a new leader um, veterans. We're, about halfway through league play now, um, we're starting to see uh, teams separate themselves. Gonzaga's com- clearly separated themselves, but that two, three, four, and even five now, you could throw Santa Clara in the mix, um, is very competitive. I've gone out on a limb a number of occasions this year on on, on broadcast and said I think it's a four-bid league. Um, I may be proven wrong. It might be a two-bid league because it seems as if three through seven are kind of beating up on each other uh, right now. What are you seeing? Yeah, I saw a tweet from uh, John Rothstein the other day. Uh, he said that the WCC is cannibalizing itself. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, you just sort of echoed that. I think St. Mary or Santa Clara, sorry, is a team no one really wants to play right now um, the way they're looking. But – 
Yeah, I it went from four and it, it feels like two now. Um, BYU is on a skid, of course, but it, every night, as as much as people want to joke about how the league has is not lived or is not you know of high quality, I should say, it's a tough league night in and night out. We've seen that teams tournament locks like BYU and St. Mary's they're falling to these teams, um, and I think it's more an indicator of how strong this uh, league is now throughout. It's not just one, two, three, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU, flip those around in order. Um, it's really, like you said, those seven teams that on any given night can win. And yeah, I, it might hurt our tournament chances or the league's tournament chances as a whole, I should say. But I think overall, it's great from a competition standpoint. Yeah, it's it's definitely making things a lot more interesting to watch and follow on a Thursday and, and or a Saturday night. Um, and I'm sure it provides a lot more interesting storylines for you to cover and then and then write about when the time is right. When you were growing up and you had the interest in in, in getting into journalism and writing, was there a, a sports team that you closely followed? I know Shelton Shelton is in the Olympia area. Were you a Seahawks fan? You were a Portland Trailblazers fan. Unfortunately, the Sonics were gone by the time you were old enough to really remember. Yeah, that that was unfortunate. Um, Growing up, my family is from the Midwest area, so I was actually a big Vikings fan, still am. Um, And right over my shoulder, I got a Dwayne Wade jersey. I love him and the Miami Heat. So it's kind of all over the map. Not much of a local guy except for – the Zags, I remember following them seventh grade. And of course, living over there, it's all UW and then Wazoo would sneak over. But the Zags, I felt like were kind of lost in that. And um, I'd say that was a team that the Kelly Olenek, the Montespones, I mean, those guys, um, I grew up watching them a lot. And yeah, I'd say basketball has always been the sport I wanted to write about um, football. Of course, it was right up there, but that was more my fan fandom inside me. There was something about basketball and the Zags itself that compelled me, you know, the way they played so much differently than everybody else, even back then. Um, And yeah, I'd say that's what drew me in. So give us uh, give our listeners a little bit of of what you're working on uh, in the next week or two for storylines with Gonzaga Nation SI. Yeah, so, of course, we have the St. Mary's game. It's coming up here Saturday. Everyone's been looking forward to it. Um, it's the seventh uh, all-time meeting between the two where both are ranked inside the top 25. Obviously, St. Mary's lost the other night. We'll see how that changes. But um, going down the stretch, I want to see this team's focus heading into the WCC tournament. Um, all year long, whether it's against high competition or – Uh, some lower competition. They've been able to just steamroll through opponents. And I think that has a lot to say about their mental toughness more so than the talent that they put on the floor, which is also very impressive, of course. But I'd say that's what I'm focusing on is can this team sustain that mental sharpness? Can they jump out to big leads um, every single night? Or, you know, what, what will happen when a team punches them in the mouth first? Um, I don't think we've seen that really yet this season. San Francisco gave us one, but come to tournament time, it's a different animal, both WCC and NCAA tournament. So I'd say, can they keep that mental sharpness? And then what happens when a team really does 
give it their all um, in the first few minutes, how will they respond? Awesome. Well, Cole, thanks for being a part of the Gonzaga Nation SI team. Uh, look forward to continuing to, to follow all of your coverage. And uh, once again, we appreciate it.